Welcome to Confessions of a Homemaker, a podcast where we discuss and unpack all the things in light of biblical truth. Hey, I'm your host, Haley Lindbergh. Hey there, beautiful. I am sitting in my office. Oh, it feels so good to say. God is so good. Uh, He's good even when everything else is not good. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like he's the glue, the foundation, the peace, the sustainment, and the chaos. But like whenever you have your rhythm and you're settled and it's like you just, uh, I don't know, like you get to delight in his goodness. I hope that makes sense. So Anyway, I hope you are good. I just got an email from my BSF teacher, um, which is awesome. I'm so excited to start doing BSF again. Um, For those of you who do not know, BSF actually played a huge part in um, the Lord getting me out of my um, wrestling with the deep, like my deep season of, um, wrestling with my faith, like just constantly being in and out of, I believe, I don't believe, I believe, I don't believe. Um, so I just have this very, um, dear love and appreciation for, Uh, BSF as a whole. Now, some of you might not like it. One of the reasons why I like it is because it is, it is very ecumenical. It is for all Christians, capital C church. Um, you do not have to be part of a specific denomination to belong to it. So it's just, that's like my favorite kind of environment to be in is people who are not inside my, uh, theological pool that I swim in (laughs) because it just stretches you, um, as a believer, and there's just really, really good conversation. So anyway, um, this is not a plug in any way for BSF. That was just me, uh, my ADHD brain. Uh, <laughs> got an email from BSF because I am checking my emails um, because I applied for seminary, y'all. Ah, it's crazy. Anyway, that alone is just an insane story. Not anyway. Okay, moving on. So I promised you guys this episode, and we are just gonna jump right into it. I do have notes, so I'm very proud of myself. Um, so the rhythm of play. So what I mean by that is, um, Sally Clarkson talks a lot about this, about like. Um, the music of your home, like you have a rhythm, um, you know, anyway. So if you haven't read anything by Sally Clarkson or Clay Clarkson, them as a couple, um, if anything, just follow her blog, listen to her podcast, read her blog, go follow her on the socials. She is just, I want to be her when I grow up. Okay. Y'all straight up goals. I really view her as like a modern day uh, Elizabeth Elliot. I think that's like, um, if it was a round table discussion, like I would put her in a signed seat. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean? Um, So 
and I would love to have a cup of tea her cup of tea with her. And I'm pretty sure I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure she did Charlotte Mason style homeschooling with uh, her four kids just by the way that she talks and all the things. I'm I haven't like have that confirmed, but I am going to look more into it because that is um my style of homeschooling. Mainly my philosophy, my foundation. Um and reasoning so I'm just gonna go straight into that that's actually my first point um, why we are Charlotte Mason homeschoolers so um, if you don't know anything about Charlotte Mason there's a lot of things like I haven't personally read any of her works I really really want to I just know what I know right now of her philosophy her understanding her approach to education her understanding um, of children and how they learn it's very theologically consistent with um how me and my husband think theologically and how we see the family biblically um and i just feel like that is the most consistent with you know being consistent in all the ways so one of the things that she talks about is how children are persons, okay, which this is biblical, okay. Um, but I feel like, um, sorry, my kids are going in and out. Y'all are going to bear with me. Um, I'm trying to do this in the rhythm of their play, um, squeezing this in before we do school. Um, they they've been up since 4 a.m., it is 9 a.m. and they have not watched a lick of TV. So they are watching something right now while I I just got everything prepped for school. And now I'm doing this, checking my emails, talking with you, recording this, and then we're going to do school. So anyway, moving on. So children are person, meaning they have a mind, a will, and emotion. Uh, free will. I believe in free will. Sorry, you guys. Um, for those of you who don't... <laughs> um, Please keep listening to me. I appreciate your input. You guys are, uh, I loved, I love people who even disagree with me, especially those who are in Christ. Uh, you're my favorite. I love you. You're my sister. Uh, so anyway, moving on. So they, that's how we are imagers, right? Of, of Christ, of, of God. We have the Imago Dei, the, the doctrine of Imago Dei. We have, we have God's image. We are made in God's image. So um, we are creatures of habit. We are creatures of reason. We, um, we, we like rhythm, habit. Um, and I think God designed that. He's the God of order. So rhythm of playing is huge. And I feel like you have to establish this even when they're babies. Um, just giving them that room to play um i was actually listening to a simply mason simply charlotte mason sorry simply charlotte mason podcast and they're talking about how to balance technology um with your you know lessons and schooling and stuff like that as a family and i loved what they said because i feel like my generation which i'm going to tell you how old i am once again, don't judge me. My husband's 30. I will be 29 in like a couple weeks. Uh, my birthday's in February. So I feel like parents in our generation, like our age group and younger, um, 
they just shove their kids on a screen. They, they, they're not teaching them the habit of obedience or trying to teach them fruits of the spirit, like in a restaurant. Like it's like nobody wants their kids to throw fits. Um, it's kind of funny because it's like back in the oldie days, like talking like hundreds of years ago, like kids were better seen, not heard. I mean, that was even up till what the fifties. Um, and it's like, we're doing that again. Like we're, we're, we are repeating that, but with technology. Um, so I kind of, I as I was listening to that, I was like, yeah, like we are training our kids with technology instead of us being present and doing the hard work of discipline and teaching them, um, how to behave in certain situations, um, that like understanding that like, uh, age appropriate tantrums. Um, if you have children with special needs, like uh, me and my husband do, um, appropriate sensory overload meltdowns, um, how to handle those. Like it just, I don't know, like that presentness is just like a substitute of like, here is a tablet or here's the TV or here's this or here's that. Like we're constantly trying to like shove our kids into, um, the internet or a Google play app or whatever, which those things are not bad, but, um, I'm not saying they're bad. Um, but they, but there definitely needs to be a balance. So in that, I feel like we have to teach our children, children actually play. Again, then you have children who naturally do not play. Okay, so like our oldest, he does not naturally, um, I would say it's been about a year since he has developed um, an understanding of what is imagination, what is imagination. Um, he still struggles with like what's, what is real and what's not, which is common with his diagnosis, but, um, and just how the Lord made his brain. He is not a diagnosis. It's how God made him. Um, and just help training him and helping him logically process like, you know, Jaws is not real, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which some people, you know, Jaws is not real. Like, uh, I don't know, like, yes, there are real sharks in the ocean, but like, this is not, or the movie, like Meg or any type of shark movie or at an aquarium, like they're not going to eat you. Like sharks in their nature do not desire to eat human flesh. Like we've had to have that conversation so many times. Anyway, so, but in that you have children who naturally, um, they could struggle with laziness. Like I have a sibling who just never wanted to really play, um, I grew up in a bigger family and my husband did too. So like you have kids that are just on a spectrum of like, you have some that have like hyper imagination and then you have some who have none and then you have some who are kind of in the middle. Um, but I think it's really important when they're little that we establish, um, independent playing like, and it's funny because like we see this of like, we give kids toys that do things for them um, so like, for example, we will buy them, um, like a fake, Elliot had one of these, a fake little drum set that will play music when in reality, their brains are designed in a way to discover the things around them through playing 
they they learned so much that way um, through doing, engaging all their senses, we could just buy an extra pair of pot and pans at a garage sale or ask a friend if they're getting rid of anything and just put that in a basket and let them play with pots and pans and spoons. And it's something in that they see you doing that they're trying to figure out. Does that make sense? When they're making music and they're discovering rhythm and the sounds and the texture of the pots and... Um, does that make sense? Instead of giving them a toy that does it for them, which, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But when they're, even when they're babies, I think it's important to help them, encourage them to play um, in a way that is helping them discover the world around them in God's, as a creature in God's creation that he desires to, um, reveal himself to through creation Romans 1 right so um and as they get older that looks a little different um you know when they're babies this could be training them on blanket time this could be in a playpen I was horrible with my oldest and I just let him have free reign uh a lot of it was because I had depression and I didn't care <laughs> I was not being intentional um in things like this, and I wish I would have, he very much fought for it, and I just let him. Um, you know, things like climbing um, the pantry to get to the oats, and he'd spill them all over the floor and just play in them. Um, does that make sense? Like, they're just, they're, they're working hard, Mom. You know, uh, <laughs> they're working hard. They're trying to figure out the world around them. And um, it's important that we give our kids that time and that space to do that. So, um, you know, do it, you know, just keep cultivating that. And what will happen is within them. Um, and if you just have like a loose schedule, like if you're not like a rigid, I was not a rigid schedule mom. I was like a more of like a block schedule or I had set tasks that I had to get done. And then everything else would just go around that. Um, they, pretty like you know they have an internal clock like when they play they get tired you know they eat they have they have their own rhythm right that you have to learn as a mom when they're little and then when I say with my kids I, I'm not saying for you to do this but when my kids turned two um man it's like that that sin nature just comes out you know and that's whenever you really have to start child training and disciplining and correcting and just the child rearing begins right um and I use love from 1 Corinthians 13 and fruits of the spirit mainly to train, discipline, disciple, um, point them to truth and how to correct them. And, um, they learn through doing. So with that, they have their own, you know, schedule or you have them on a schedule and have room to play and discover you know make them go outside even if they hate going outside and just let them be in fresh air put you know let them go play in the rain and get messy um let them dig in some dirt let them eat dirt like dirt is so good for you my mother-in-law actually shared this with me <laughs> with me the other day um 
her sister was eating dirt. Uh, she's She's got two sisters. And when they were little girls in the 50s, um, early, you know, yeah, 50s, um, her one of her sisters was eating dirt a lot. And she, her mom took her sister to the doctor. And the doctor was like, oh, she's probably just low on iron. Let her eat dirt. Um, <laughs> did she die? No. Um, dirt is, you know, just whatever. Let them eat. You know, if, if they put dirt in their mouth, like they're not going to die. Um, if anything, they might just be trying to sense what it is. And they're, if, and if they're learning about it, like they're touching it and then they're curious and they put it in their mouth, like that's okay. And of course you don't want to do anything like choking hazards or anything. I'm not saying like, let your kids shove every single thing in their mouth. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but like, let them explore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Let them enjoy the art of exploring the beauty, like creation around them. Like we don't, and you're in, 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 in that you're training them that we don't worship creation. We're in awe of creation because it points us to the creator. And in those early years, you you can start saying this to stuff, even when they're infants, like, wow, what a beautiful leaf that God made. Or like, you know, uh, isn't it so neat how God made the dirt feel like this? What does the dirt feel like? Um, does that, anyway. And then as they get older, then they learn about erosion and like all of that. And then their mind's just blown even more that like the, that God um, de intentionally designed things to be this way. So it points them to, to the Lord. It points them to, um, you know, like Genesis, like who made all of this? How did this come about? <laughs> and if there is a creator, he has to be outside the thing, right? Like, and that's just basic philosophy. Um, and, I just feel like we have to cultivate a love for exp explore, exploring, exploration of the world around them. Um, another thing, too, is, like, if this is newer to you, like, observe their play. So what I mean by that is, like, um, kind of just have a day or a couple of days where you do nothing. And just watch their natural rhythm like what do they um what do they naturally gravitate to um what you know when are they tired is that a good you know and when they're tired not like super super fussy and whiny and overly tired but like whenever they they've played they got some energy out they need a snack and now they're tired that's the perfect time to read with them um you know fairy tales Bible stories, um, poems, uh, color with them, like just to where they have slowed down enough to where you can spend that one-on-one -on -one time with them and play with them, like get in their world. Right. Um, cause I think reading, reading can be play too. Um, in my mind, a lot of people might disagree with that, but I feel like reading is a, is playing of the mind. Like it's your imagination. Um, Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. So, um, for me, observing their play has a lot to do with the rhythm of my chores. And this probably sounds really weird, but like laundry dishes are like my main, 
and the kids are at an age where they have to help me with laundry and then they also get a zone in the house that they I'm teaching them the habit of um like being observant of what and what what the room is supposed to look like so whenever they see something out of place mindfulness right there they notice observation they're noticing oh that book shouldn't be on the floor so then you know hey can you please pick that book up because you're right it doesn't need to be there it doesn't belong there um does that make sense anyway and then we rotate so that's part of their chores um so this actually helps my day like my daily routine this flows with our homeschool with our lessons and like when do we do lessons so like I wake up at 4 a.m and this has been I'm actually going to do an episode on this um just for me to wake up um because I'm praise the lord y'all don't even know how long I've been waiting I've just, uh, I don't want to cry. I've just been waiting for this season to um, roll back around where I get to wake up and someone not immediately needing me. Um, but also there's a sadness in that too. It's like bittersweet. But, um, but just waking up and, you know, making sure I had everything prepared uh, I have everything prepared for lessons, you know, Bible time, prayer, um, sending my husband off to work, you know, stuff like that. So anyway, um, so knowing their rhythm of their play, um, so like for my kids, this is what it looks like and along with chores and, le and lessons, like when we do school. So they wake up between... 5.30, 6.30. I mean, that's their window, really. Um, daily. Today, like, waking up at 4 is, like, kind of an anomaly. It happens when they're in a growth spurt. Um, their birth, in case y'all don't know, they're not twins, but both of their birthdays, uh, my oldest is September 20th, my, and then my little, hers is September 29th. So, they are on, like, it's, it's like having twins, but, like, their, um, their growth spurt cycle is like exactly the same. So anyway, um, they're both waking up at 4 a.m. They both woke up at 4 a.m. So like I said, this is not a regular thing. It's just when they're in a growth spurt. Um, and then they eat me out of house and home. They're more emotional, you know, all the things. So, um, they wake up and then I, they have, they wait for me to cook breakfast, which is normally something very quick. Um, if they're immediately hungry, then I'll give them a little bit of dry cereal and a drink and they have to wait for, for me to be done cooking to have more food. So whenever, and then whenever we, we all sit down and eat breakfast and, um, I read our poem for the week with our school and Bible. So today we're in Psalm, this week we're in Psalm 42. And then today I read, um, crap, what was the chapter? It was Luke. Um, whenever Jesus told Simon Peter to throw his nets out and then they followed him. That's what we read today, um, with Psalm 42 and then our poem. Um, and then we just talk and we are done and we clean the table and, um, they go play. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and then that gives me time to do, you know, some chores and like dishes and whatever. And then when they have played some and I am ready to do a, just a little bit of laundry, um, they come help me do it's like one basket and then we they I release them to go play and then we have a snack and then that pretty much they're they're pooped um and that playing could look like uh they go out and shoot basketball hoops they could go dig in the dirt um like earlier they were blocking the dogs from going into under the house and I was getting dressed for the day um you know uh they have a playroom now, so they, you know, Victoria will go play in her dollhouse or they'll go try to find their cat and chase the cat around. You know, they just, they, they figure it out. I don't prompt it. They just, they play. Um, and then whenever they are getting tired or whatever, then I'll be like, oh, okay, hey, we got to do some laundry. And then, um, they have a snack and then I do this. Oh, see, that was our, oh, see, I have them trained for our school alarm. <laughs> hold on, hold on, it's not time yet. I know, I know, you heard it, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> You're so cute. Yeah, it's not time though, it's almost time, mommy's almost done, okay? Why did it cock-a-doodle? Okay, sorry, I have a rooster thing, anyway. Uh, so yeah, I have a, a school bell. That's a cockadoodle. That's what they call it. It's a rooster. And as soon as that goes off, um, they are, you know, responsible to be at the table and ready for to do lessons. Which Victoria just, I mean, she just plays with Play-Doh and like I do sensory stuff with her, but I mean, that's, that's it. Um, anyway, and then we do school and whenever we do it, our lessons are like really quick and then I let them take a break and we have another round of school and we're done. Like, you know, we just, um, I, for me, it was, con I wouldn't say convenient, but I noticed when I tried to have a very rigid schedule, I was correcting them a lot. I was getting very burnout. Um, and, and like, once again, you have to do what works for you as a family. I only have two. I don't have 10 children. You know, I have two and my oldest, I have just found that when he has the freedom, like he knows what, like when that alarm goes off, he knows it's school time. Like he's in his room right now. He didn't hear it. But, like, when that alarm goes off, he knows he has to be at the table and do lessons. But once he works hard and does his best, then he gets a break. And then he can go do whatever he wants. Um, because we've established that training of we obey right away. Without delay, right? Or there's consequence. So. Oh, hey, Bubba. Bubba. Mm-hmm. When are we going to the library? When are we going to the library? Right after our first round of school. Um, we do all the all the easier stuff first, and then our second round of lessons, we do the harder stuff. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Do, 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 do. Yeah, but now that they've, like, burnt some energy off, they've ate some food, they've rested, they played again, you know, now they're, they are both ready 
to do school, which my time frame is we need to start lessons by 10. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, they are dressed and ready to go for the day. But anyway, so my time to speak with you lovelies is over. Um, but yes, so my encouragement is to give your kids space to be kids. Give your babies the right to be little. There's an older country song. I don't like country, and that's cool if you do. I'm not saying that to be rude. Um, but let them be little because they're only that way for a while. When I, when you stop and think, like, let your kids be kids, right? Like, I don't want my kids to grow up too quickly. I want, and even when they grow up, like, there's still that ting of innocence that I want them to have that comes from the Lord. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So, and I just feel like, and the Charlotte Mason method is really to just slow down, like to slow down. Like I had to change math curriculum, which I'm actually going to do a YouTube video on this. Um, and I felt so hopeless, but like I got a vintage math curriculum from the 1830s and just how slow they took education and people were way more literate than they are now. And we... We, that was a day where we let kids be kids, right? Their childhood didn't last very long because they were expected to work hard. And when they did fall in love, they were expected to get married. We didn't prolong, in, you know, uh, immature adolescence without consequence. Like, you know, we, we were like, okay, ha ha, cool. Okay, time to grow up, you know. Um, and grow up means, like, be responsible, you know. Um, work hard with your hands, <laughs> Build, build a family. If you're, if you're not called to that, then, you know, what are you doing to love your neighbor and to serve the Lord? Um, but just, you know, I want my kids to marinate in a crock pot. <laughs> That's what I was telling a friend the other day. I want my kids to have a childhood. I want them to learn in awe of Every single thing that God's given us, I want them to be in awe of, of the world around them, of, of creation, of nature. Not because it's divine. No, 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 no. Romans 1, because it points to the transcendent God. It points to him, the God of the Bible. He has chosen creation um, to reveal himself and his word like and it all comes together right so I want my kids to be in awe of things and just have this wonder in them that uh constantly asks questions and seeks for truth and desires what is good what is true and what is beautiful and um I think when we teach kids to slow down, like they do those things, like they notice how rad a rock is and they're just like, whoa, you know, even like a 10 year old, you know, um, just, I don't know, just to be kids and like, and Lord have mercy on me. Like, Lord help me to do that. Um, and what an honor. I'm so thankful that I can homeschool. Um, beyond thankful like there's the discipleship and not that you can't discipleship your kids when they're in public that that's not what I'm saying um 
but just to really get to do life with them like all the time <laughs> as exhausting as it is uh what a blessing because I tell my kids all the time what we practice in our home we have to live out in the world and we're trying to love God first and our neighbor and we get to practice that as a family and are we perfect no we're going to miss the mark but this is practice for when we leave the house and we go do it for reals out there we should be doing it for reals in here and then we do it for reals out there um but it's like in the walls of the home there's you know room for screw up and correction and there is in the real world too but i feel like um there's just like a beauty and, and safety when it's in you know whenever you get to practice those things in your home um and just the failure and the accomplishments that you, I feel like that's what bonds siblings. Um, I could be wrong, um, you know, but in my family, that's how I felt that worked with my siblings. Um, just experiencing like real screw up and then real repentance, real forgiveness, reconciliation, like um, knowing your sibling fully right and like and you just love them but you know how screwed up they are <laughs> um it really prepares you to love people well like if you uh that's my perspective of having siblings anyway but okay i've got to go um uh, my kid my kiddos are ready it's before 10 a.m so i'm proud of them the alarm did go off though victoria probably went and was like hey i heard the cockadoodle um, so my, my training of them with that alarm is paying off. But anyway, so if you guys could be praying, um, for our homeschool, um, uh, that'd be awesome. And then if you guys could be praying about, um, just the, the next season the Lord has me walking into, um, with school and however he is working those things out, um, I feel very intimidated. I don't feel uh ready but i feel like every single thing in my walk with the lord that he has me do he 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 puts me in it when i'm not ready and then he just shows me that i can depend on him um and it just builds my faith so anyway guys i love you and i hope this was encouraging if you have any thoughts or feedback or questions please reach out to me um i am on youtube um i'm on facebook i'm on instagram and that's that's it um, I have an email anyway, but yeah, reach out to me and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. I hope that it blessed you. I hope it encouraged you and I hope that it causes you to persevere and endure and grow. And I want you to do me a favor. If you are digging this podcast, I would love if you would subscribe, follow, share it with a friend, write a review, go find me on social media, and thank you so much for your support.